This is Leadership in Action, and I'm Casey Cheshire. Join me as we delve deep into the passions, expertise, and experiences of Boston area innovators. Sponsored by the Boston chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization, this is Leadership in Action. All right, here we go. I'm excited to announce today's guest. I can't wait to, to get into conversations with him. Um, we've already started to have a few great discussions that we ha- I had to just wait. We got to save this for the show. Otherwise, I'm going to have a great conversation. No one gets to hear it. So I can't wait to introduce the guest today. He is a serial entrepreneur, a leader, a longtime financial professional, um, CPA. And I, what I love about the, the concept here is blending the numbers and that numbers-based wisdom, the analytical knowledge and and being able to look at things in, in different ways. I know I need more of that. I know sometimes as an entrepreneur, I, I neglect the numbers and I need to bring that back in. I need to need to have the right approach. So I can't wait to get into this podcast and chat with this guest. He's also an international philanthropist, CEO and founder at Analytics Solutions, Satish Patel. Welcome to the show, sir. Uh, thank you so much for such a great uh, introduction. Uh, you know, much appreciated and pretty excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm glad you're here too. Uh, I can't wait to get into this. So let's start the show the way we start every show. Satish, what is a common misconception about leadership and being an entrepreneur? Yeah, so, you know, I always hear that, you know, the entrepreneur, entrepreneurship and the leadership are the same thing. In reality, they are two different things. Um, not all the entrepreneurs are good leaders. Not all leaders are uh, uh, successful entrepreneurs. Um, so they're they're different, but somehow in our mind, sometimes we link them together as like the same thing. Yes, of course. And when we talk about the leaders, you usually say, okay, is it a good leader or not so good leader? When we talk about entrepreneurs, we usually say, oh, are they successful or not successful? Usually you don't talk about, okay, it's a good entrepreneur, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's I mean, a good that's, point. Yeah. And the entrepreneurship is all about the innovations, you know, about seeing the problem as opportunity, about the taking the risk, about the changing the world, while the leadership is more about, you know, leading the people, uh, leading a group of people towards the common objectives. Um, so, you know, I think there are some common uh, traits that, that shared by the leaders and that makes them whether they are good leader or not so good leader same way whether you know not all the entrepreneurs are 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 good leaders so let me go through some of the traits that you know typically all the entrepreneurs have yeah please. And, and not necessarily that you know the leaders have them all uh, so number one is a risk taking right you know sorry, what was that the risk taking they oh, are risk yeah, takers yeah, yeah. right Yep. And, you know, I, I think I don't know if you know the statistics, but, you know, two thirds of the business fail within the first two years. Yeah. So they're not afraid to take a risk and they see failure as opposite of, I mean, they don't see the failure as opposite of success. You know, they see it's a stepping stone to a success. Right. And, you know, so they learn from the mistakes, they learn from uh, the experiences. And, uh, you know, so the risk take is number one and not all the leaders are risk takers actually. You know, so sometimes there is a difference between the entrepreneurs and leaders because some of the leaders are very conservative because they want to protect the company's interest, right? Right. Uh, 
And risk-taking doesn't necessarily make for a good or bad leader, to your yes. point. It's yes. different. That's a different domain. That's the domain of the entrepreneur. Right, right. Uh, and then, you know, the entrepreneurs are, you know, by nature, they are passionate about something. They are driven, uh, not afraid to sacrifice. And many entrepreneurs sacrifice, you know, their personal lives and, you know, the weekends and, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, even the financially. Uh, so, you know, they have the high energy. They are pretty majority of uh, entrepreneurs are hardworking people. Uh, and it is not job for them anymore. You know, you know, you kind of hardly uh, he, uh, you know, hear them saying that, oh, it's thank God it's Friday, right? Sure. And, uh, you know, they're they on the clock most of the time and they're excited, you know, about what they're doing. Yeah, that's so true. Like, I, I feel like I'm a, I'm a kid, you know, playing. And I, I sometimes the joke is I feel like the local police department is going to come get me and bring me back to high school because I'm skipping. I feel like I'm skipping out on something, but I, I am, I am at work. I am having fun, but I feel like the, the fun police are going to come at any point. Yes. Yeah. As, and as Steve Jobs says, you know, if you find what, what you love to do, it's not work anymore. Right. Right. And, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs actually enjoy what they do. And, you know, they don't look at the clock all the time. They're passionate about what they do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, another trait is, and not all the leaders are passionate. You know, that's kind of sometimes, you know, that, you know, makes them different. Uh, another trait of entrepreneurs is, you know, their resilience, right? You know, so they don't quit. Uh, I mean, how many, I mean, like I said, you know, one of the statistics I threw, threw out is that two thirds of the business fail. You know, that doesn't mean they're not going to get up tomorrow and they're gonna, not going to start uh, anything tomorrow. So Start a new one, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, sticking with the vision, even though when the things don't go good. I mean, I have personally experienced in my, my own where every time there was a reason, whether it was a financial reason, emotional reason, you know, chance to quit. But, you know, I mean, we, we didn't, I mean, I personally didn't quit and I have a good people who kind of supported us also. And, the, and that's where we are today. You know, we started, you know, 15 years ago, you know, as a kind of a concept. Now we are over 700 people. And, wow. you know, we have offices here and offices in India. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and, you know, they, along the way in the 15 years, there was every, I mean, we had a, uh, situations where things didn't go right. I mean, think about COVID itself, yeah. right? I mean, you know, you think about that one day, you know, you have uh, everything is going great and suddenly the whole country is closed. So we have a lot yeah. of restaurants, we have a lot of hotels, we have a lot of, uh, you know, businesses that basically, you know, need to be physically open and suddenly they shut down. And, yeah. you know, and, and I think one of the best decisions we made was, uh, you know, we did not let anybody go. And that's kind of the, our value system. We put, and I was listening to one of your you know, broadcasts and, you know, putting employees in front of the customer, because if the employees take care of the customer, customer will take care of you and then the profits will come, right? Yes. And, yes. And so one of the things we decided that keep all the employees, not let anybody go. Wow. And I think one of the, I mean, we are probably fortunately or unfortunately, we are the, probably one of the industry who benefited because people are more open to 
you know, kind of try out the working remotely, you know, outsourcing, you know, so mm -hmm. that actually that helps us. And that was one of the best decisions that we made. But, you know, things don't go right like COVID. Uh, you have to stick with the plan. And, uh, and I think I'm glad that we did. Yeah, what I mean, I, I'm glad you shared that story. I think stories is, you know, it's how we learn an EO, right? It's how you remember the stories and the fact that you kept that team. Um, that's not easier said than done, right? That's not an easy decision to, to decide to keep everyone. But I'm sure as as COVID restrictions have, have dropped off now, you've been able to get back after it even faster because you had the team in place. You're not hiring from scratch now where a lot of people, it's hard to hire right now. Yes, yes, very difficult. And I think that everybody... I mean, you, you know, you see the, the great resignation period, you know, right. uh, you know, how people work and, you know, the flexibility is becoming uh, common now. So if employers are not flexible, then a lot of people are leaving the jobs because they like the flexibility. And I think one of the best thing we did as a company that we were actually, we always like, uh, because we are an outsourcing uh, environment, People always look up, uh, uh, people always ask for, hey, what is your backup plan? And, uh, you know, and, you know, sometimes, you know, I laugh myself and say, why are you asking this? You know, we are a successful company. But, you know, actually, nobody thought actually what COVID is going to do to, you You know, the whole situations. Uh, overnight, we were forced to work from home. And, you know, we have a lot of employees in India, right? right. So think about, you know, and because, you know, the technology point of view, it's not as advanced as up here, but we were ready. Actually, we had done prior drills just a couple of wow. weeks before that, you know, how do we make sure that, you know, if something to happens and we were ready. And I think we were one of the very few companies who, who were ready during the COVID times. And actually that works uh, in our advantage because some of our competition lost a lot of businesses. They came to us because we were ready, you know. How, what, what? made you ready how did you become ready it's like it's like you were you mentioned resilience how did you know what caused you to plan and to prepare to be resilient for that opportunity i think that's it comes down to the one of the common characteristics between the leaders and enterprise vision and you know seeing things that uh people don't see clearly and you know anticipating the problems you know clearing your path uh, before it happens. And, you know, the contingency is always, you know, uh, especially in our industries, the security is the main concern. Uh, uptime is the main concerns because people have these perceptions about, you know, companies working in India that, okay, technology is not, may not be as good or security is not good. But I can tell you that we work with the small to mid-sized businesses. Our security is probably as good as some of the big company. And I can tell you that I can tell you with the confidence that majority of our small to mid-sized businesses, they don't have security at all. And our security right. is 10 times better, you know? So wow. I, I love that you, you got into the common, the common things. And I think we probably should talk about that, but first I want to take you now back to the traits of the leader. And then let's talk about what's in common and what's. Yes, what's yes, yes. So leaders usually have a good social skill. So, you know, their job is to, in, uh, influence people, right? To lead people. And how do you communicate better? How do you build the better teams? A lot of these things, actually, some of the entrepreneurs are not as, I mean, good at 
you know, uh, you know, they great with the ideas, they great with the vision, they you know, great with the executions, but not necessarily they are good people. People, and that's where the leaders actually is important. And like I said, a lot of su successful entrepreneurs are good leaders as well, and that's what makes them successful. So uh, yeah, so social skills is one. Empathy, empathy is more like just being in somebody else's shoes, whether you are a client, whether you're an employee, whether you are a vendor. Um, you know, if you see like, I don't know if you know blockbusters, right? For example, you know, long time ago, Netflix came and the blockbuster was, you know, uh, you know, the name of the town, but they didn't listen to the customer. They didn't look at the technology. And eventually they ended with the, you know, you know, ended up out. Same way with the employees, you know, why does the attrition happens? Because you're not listening to them, right? Right. And that's the leader's job is that one of the things we do, I do personally, is that, you know, we have town hall meetings and we have open door policy that people don't need appointments to talk to me about it because we wanted to hear from the ground floor. Yeah. Because a lot of time it's easy to be on the top and uh, not be aware of the ground level reality. And I think that's one of the things we have done well in our company is to have a, not only a town hall meetings at the top level, uh, at the company level, but each department level managers talk to their employees on daily on a weekly basis, keeping them keep the communications open, let them know more transparencies, you know, including sharing sharing the revenue number and attrition number, good, bad, or ugly, you know, sharing all the news so people are aware of it. Uh, yeah. yeah. By oh, the way, I, I heard that Netflix actually, or Blockbuster, had the opportunity to buy Netflix twice. Exactly right, and yeah. they say, "No, are you kidding me? Nobody would move to online streaming." You know? Yeah, I, I heard they they were kind of I don't know they rude about it. They were like, "Ah, oh, this is this is dumb. No one's gonna use this." You know? Yeah. And now there's only one Blockbuster in the country. I think it's in Alaska. You know? You know the the irony is, uh, one of my previous business was a video stores. So we actually oh. competed with the blocks, uh, Blockbuster. But, um, you know, we saw it coming. So we, right. we ended up with exiting, selling to a public company before even, you know, that, you know, uh, that trend, uh, you know, happened. So we were lucky that we got out of time. And that's, that's another, you know, trait that people see. They, you know, they sense the trouble is coming and they find a way to say, hey, how do we solve the problem? And that's, that's one of the traits of the entrepreneurs and leaders, good leaders are being able to, you know, spot the problem area ahead of time and do something about it. So when something does happen, then they, we, you know, they are ready. Yeah. Oh man. That, the fact that you were able to sell those video stores before you saw that wave coming again, the vision to see that something's happening and then make a change so that you're not stuck holding on to some real estate that really is full of these little DVDs that don't matter anymore. Yeah. I think we get sometimes that probably the negative of some of the entrepreneurs, they get so attached to their vision and they don't listen and they don't sense the problems. And what happens is like a blockbuster, you know? So, you know, if, if, if the time comes and if you sense that, okay, the business is not viable anymore, uh, you have to detach yourself from the, the vision and said, okay, it is what it is, you know, work on something next, but being able to recognize this, you know, it's important. Well, I, I want to dive into that because the, the, I think the challenge that I hear the two, the two sides 
oftentimes you have the visionary who um, passionate, high energy, the resilience, they don't quit. We're saying they don't quit is, but at the same time, we need to listen and we need to know when it is time to, if not quit, pivot, you know, modify what you're doing so that you can stay on the wave. So how do you, what would advice do you have? How do you both don't, you know, don't listen to anyone and plow forward or, or keep going. Don't listen to naysayers, but at the same time, how do you listen appropriately? How do you do that? Yeah. I mean, I think you have to validate the market. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, continuously that, okay, you know, see, it's great that you, you know, we got to work on what we love to do. Uh, we are good at what we do. Right. But you know, there are four things I always remember whenever I'm mentoring some, some of my employees that, you know, if you want to have a successful career, these four things are important. You have to love what you do. You have to be good at what you do. Just because you are, you love what you do and you're not good at it, that's not going to make take you anywhere. So love what you do, be good at what you do. There has to be a market for it, right? What you're doing. And not only market for it, but there has, somebody has to willing to pay for it, right? Otherwise, you know, unless you are like uh, born rich, and you have a lot of money and you're doing it for social purpose. I mean, we, we, as I always say, even my kids, I, my, my advice to my children is always take care of your, take care of yourself first before yeah. you can go and take care of other people. Because if you're not stable, financially, you have to be stable. So in order for it to really make a difference in the world, right? You have to find me financial. Let's not uh, fool ourselves. I mean, you know, one has to be financially strong to support other people as well, right? 100%. So, I yeah. So I think the market has to exist, and you know, a lot of time, what happens is we get so much attached to our ideas, and we are not listening. We're not listening that okay, the trend is moving. Look at the Uber. You know, the whole concept, the taxi industry, right? What is happening to that industry? The whole trend. So if you don't, uh, uh, you know, act based on the what where the market is heading then you know definitely people you know people are going to be you know out of a business and that uh, so entrepreneur and that's where the openness comes um, you know one of the characteristic of uh, successful entrepreneurs is that they open to change they open they listen uh, they're open to new ideas and not stuck with that okay this is my original ideas I, so, I mean, many times, you know, a lot of time what happens is what you started out with, it's keep changing. And by the time, then you realize, you learn. And then by the time when you end up with having a successful product, it's totally different. And the reason is because you are open to listen to others and, you know, adjust to the market needs. You know, that reminds me, I, I think that is sometimes the trait that entrepreneurs get dinged for. We get dinged for pivoting or changing too quickly that sometimes we don't have the leadership side to then help maybe don't change as quick or, or lead the team into understanding the changes. But, uh, but you're reminding me here that, you know, as entrepreneurs, we are open to change and new ideas. And, and even though people sometimes say we do that too much, that's the magic is we're listening and we're evolving and we're changing what we're doing to, to match the market and test it out. And so to keep listening to that and then, at some point, you maybe you settle down and get into a quarterly focus. Um, so you're not not whiplashing people with a change every week, but at a certain tempo, you build into your system that we are going to change every quarter. We're going to get better. Yes, yes. And, and I think yeah. if you're not willing to change, 
I mean, you look, uh, you look at the technology side of it. I mean, there's a many reasons why you know, everybody has to be adaptable, adaptable. Like think about COVID times. Yeah. If you're not open to technology, you would be closed permanently, right? right? You know, technology is key to drive, I mean, drive, I mean, everything, almost everything. Uh, last thing is the delegations. I think, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are perfectionist and, you know, they want everything to be perfect. And, you know, they want to keep it everything to themselves because others cannot do it themselves. And I'm not saying that this is true for all the entrepreneurs, but many are like that. You know, so the leadership is more about the people that, you know, you know, how do I motivate them? And, you know, if you don't delegate, then if you keep the, all the interesting stuff to yourself, you know, how are you going to bring them up, right? You know, so the one of the uh, traits of the good leaders are they, they're good at the delegation which sometimes the entrepreneurs are, may not be good at it. Yeah, I've heard the phrase um, dele- delegate and elevate, you know, to yep. give, give people, you know, the assignment, but also elevate them to actually do something about it, not, you know, force them to come back to you all the time. Yes, I'll, I'll use that if you don't mind. I mean, I didn't think about it, but that's... So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and then I think another phrase is the whole let go of the vine, right? We're... We need to pass something up, but you need to let go of the last vine. You know, let let people have it. You need to let go a little bit once you once you know they've got it and they've got their marching orders. Like, let them do it. Stop getting in their way. Sometimes we do that. What is that trait that causes us? Is that, is that that perfectionism that we're we don't get out of our own way or our team's way? Yes, yes, of course. You know, because you know you are like I said. You know, you 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 know you are so passionate about making it so perfect. And, uh, you know, yes, I mean, there's nobody can replace yourself. I mean, being an entrepreneur, then that's why you are an entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, I think, uh, I mean, we have, I, we, I, I personally have gone through the same um, challenge. Um, one of the things I always tell myself is that what got you up here, not going to take mm. you to the next level. Yes. And, and so if you are a five people company, yes, it will work. Okay, perfectionist, because you, there's not much to manage and there's, you know, you can do many things, right? You can wear many hats. But when you are like 500, 700 people company, now it's not about you. You know, it's about the company. It's about the culture. It's about the people. They have dreams. And one of my social goals, and, and I think that's one of the things that I always look at in the people, entrepreneurs side of it. And so, you know, definitely, you know, we will all be, be lying to say money, you know, it's not, I mean, everybody look, want to do financially, they want to do well. Of course. But, but uh, you know, everybody should have a social purpose also, right? A TED. And so if you can uh, help other people, and, you know, I come from the culture where we believe in karma, that it comes back to you. Uh, if I help you, not necessarily you're going to help me back, but there's, you know, somebody else is going to help me, right? And so one of my purposes, so one of our, our vision as a company is that, you know, uh, we wanna, um, we wanna help SMB market and we wanna provide the tools and resources to SMB market. When I say SMB, it's a small to mid-sized businesses that only big company can afford. So mm-hmm. now with the help of the technology, with the help of our offshore help, we have an office in India. And you know we are able to offer a lot of these tools and resources at the you know at the much lower cost that only big companies can help. So as a result, what happens is our ability. I mean, we help 
companies to scale. So as an entrepreneur, you are wearing a multiple hats. Okay, I need accounting to be done. I need IT to be done. I need the marketing and sales and HR. So one of our vision is to be a one-stop uh, uh, one stop service. So if you don't mind, let me just kind of tell you yeah. what we do. So we have basically- Oh, actually, hold on a second. I actually have one question before we get to that. Yep. I, I do want to dive into more about what you do. Um, but uh, you've got me so fascinated. You've had all these experiences. I'm really curious, who are you? Who are you? Can you just take me back in time? A little strategic days growing up, did you know you were going to be an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, um, accountant, working in numbers, but also growing companies? Did you, what was it like? You know, if you saw me early 20s, my early 20s, yeah, you probably would feel sorry for me. What is this guy going to do, you know? And even I felt sorry for myself. Many of us are not made entrepreneurs, right? It's about uh, getting an opportunity, be at the right place at the right time and hanging around with the right people, Definitely. right? And so give you my history is that, you know, I grew up in village and I think I had a, and you know, sometimes people think, okay, growing up the village, why is it so exciting? I can tell you that. I mean, it, I learned so much from going from the village because we had so much freedom. It basically showed me, you know, uh, oh, what is a freedom can do? Uh, you know, we, you know, this is in India and we had buses going and, you know, people used to like, you know, uh, you know, it was a village where, you know, you know, of course, you know, like you said, you know, the, you know which kid, uh, which kid doesn't like to play, right? So right. you give us a, you know, 24 hours, we'll play for 20 or four hours. And yeah. I think good thing about growing up in village is the security is there, people, you don't have to worry about any bad things happening to kids. So a lot of time when our parents actually send people to find us that, oh, go find, it's a dinner time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that freedom actually have helped us, helped me personally, because be on my own, take care of yourself, right. be aware of what's going on, you know, around you and everything, because nobody's watching you. We, I think in here in the US, a lot of time, I feel that we overprotect. Uh, yeah, you know, definitely. You know, and... Um, so, you know, growing up at the village, uh, then, you know, I did the, my, uh, you know, high schooling there. And then I had my first degree was in organizational psychology. So that was my, uh, you know, it's more like why companies do what they do and right. understanding the company's point of view. And then, you know, my family, my sisters were here. And, you know, when growing up, we always thought, you know, America, you know, yeah, and, sure. You know, it's a it's a land of the opportunity, land of smart people, and I wasn't doing much there, actually, to be honest with you. And said, so, okay, well, you know, my sister is telling me, let me at least try it out, right? You know, so I I mean, I came here, and you know, we struggled. I mean, you know, it's not like our families were well to do or anything. So, you know, we, I went to school at night. I mean, I, yeah, I went to work at night and then during the day I went to school, I worked at the convenience store, uh, got my accounting degree. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, then I decided to do CPA and I actually, we, I was probably one of the, let me brag myself a little bit, but I was one of the first one, uh, you know, that one of the very few, I think one, I mean, it's among top 4% like who actually passes the CPA exam first time. 
at that no time. Doubt. Now I've heard it's so my, challenging. Yeah. So, you know, I did that and that gave me a confidence. Hey, you're no dummy, you know? Yeah. Now you just have to find. And I think one of the good things about the Indian community is very entrepreneurial. And especially the state I come from, that you see everybody around you is a business people. And even my family, I think my siblings, all my siblings have done well because the entrepreneur uh, spirit. My father actually had a 23 different occupations. And, really? Yeah. So he worked hard. I learned from my father how to work hard, you know, help people. My mom, you know, I got the, the whole relationship, you know, side of it that, you know, how do you, you know, build the relationship? How do you take care of the people? And how does that, you know, the whole karma things, right? Yeah. So I had a good combination of between the parents came here. And then, you know, I, my brother was here in uh, Boston. So I decided to, you know, come to come to Boston at that time, you know, didn't have, um, you know, of course, when I came here, I could not speak English. And, really? Yeah. So, you know, it was a struggle to first, you know, I was still, when I was looking for my first, my, my first job, you know, uh, in my English was kind of, uh, you know, not so good. So, you know, no, I mean, it was difficult time. So one of the things I said, well, I'm sitting here not doing anything. Let me just go and, you know, so I actually knock on the CPA firm's door and say, listen, here's the deal. You hire me for three months, don't pay me. When you think I'm worth it, you start paying me. And since then, you know, I have never looked back in you know, the first well, few years. Like did that. they hired you? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody took a chance on me. And, and I think, you know, it's, you know, it's, that is actually a good trait of that, you know, believe in yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's a good, uh, that's one of the, uh, the, the trait of entrepreneurs that they have a very self-confidence that, you know, they just look for an opportunity to prove that, you know, prove themselves. So, you know, work through that. I've been, I've been involved in, so I did the CPA gig for uh, 10 years, consulting audit tax. Then, you know, my brother has started a high tech company. Uh, we grew that to good size company. And, and I think, uh, you know, it, this is 2020 now, mm -hmm. not 2000 rather. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if you remember 2000 when the, you know, so yeah. we were actually flying high. We, were, we had a venture capital lineup, you know, people we nice. And then that time, I don't know if you remember the market collapsed, uh, the whole market. And in 2000. In 2000, right? Interesting. Somewhere between 2000, 2001. Right. And, and uh, this is where the resiliency comes into picture that, okay, you know, we didn't quit because, you know, somebody didn't, we readjusted ourselves, changed, and we ended up selling to a public company. And so this was my second company that was sold to a public company. Amazing. And so, you know, um, we didn't get as much as probably had we raised the venture capital and, you know, but the good thing is it was still a good exit. And, and, you know, and then I was involved in merger and acquisitions, and then I started the analytic solution. So and our analytic solution is we basically provide a back office services to small to mid-sized businesses where, you know, our vision is to be a one-stop services. So start from accounting, finance, you know, IT services, web application development, uh, you know, um, websites, mobile applications. Also infrastructure point of view, like if you wanna move your servers to cloud like AWS or Azure, we also provide virtual assistance, uh, data automations, 
and uh, you know business transformation services. So we help uh, businesses improving their internal processes. And you know all these services we kind of because of a combination of our business acumen and also automations, technology, use of technology and our, and our access to our offshore office, we are able to give them uh, you know good value. Right. And, you know, something that only big company can afford. So that that that's kind of about me. Yeah, no, I, I love that story. Um, even to present day, you know, growing up in the village, having the freedom to try things and to maybe get injured or but p- to play, you know, and 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 to connect with friends and then man, working hard in, in at school. And yeah, accounting is is no joke, right? If, that, that, there, there are some degrees there. There's some degrees people take and we, we make fun of them because they basically just had a party in college, but I don't get the sense that accounting is one of those. And so what an interesting, you know, what a cool story. The fact that when you pass that thing, it reminded you, cause I, you mentioned that we, we often do believe in ourselves, but I think we often sometimes are our biggest critic. And so we need little reminders that, Hey, no, no, you got this. You, you really do got this. Um, so that, you know, to kind of push through some of those tough times. Yeah. I mean, it's like, a, you know, you know I, I don't know if you have kids or not, but I like, do. Yeah. When you, when you see your kid taking the first step, they don't stop, they fall and they're actually excited to take another step. And that's the risk, right? And they yeah. know that, okay, falling could hurt, but they're so excited about walking, you know? Yeah. It's, it's all, a, entrepreneurship is all about walking, you know, learn to walk. And then you, once you know, once you're like, oh, okay, this is not bad. Let me try running now, you know? Right. <laughs> right. So, you yeah. know, I found it was even scarier teaching them to ride a bike. Because I realized for them to actually learn how to do it, I need to let go. Yes. yes. But if you, but you want to hold on because you're like, look, if you fall on this bike, it's going to, I mean, we got helmets and stuff on you, but like you got, you got to let go of them. Oh, back to your conversation about delegating. You have to let go so they can pedal the bike otherwise, or even to take their first step, right? They can take their first step while they're holding your hands, but eventually they got to, they got to figure out the balance on their own. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the advantage that we had, all my siblings also, that my parents actually, even though my father was only like seventh grade, made it to seventh grade, uh, my mother also, uh, they always believed that, you know, explore the world. And actually at very young age, and this is actually a true story. Uh, we, I have five siblings, but the first time we met all five of us was my, during my brother's wedding. And wow. you know, some, I mean, my some of my uh, siblings grew up in Africa. One is in London, and you know, one was married in the U.S. You know, so we we were not able to kind of all of us meet together. And I think that's one of the things that I always appreciated about my parents, and not necessarily the, you know, um, teaching us about the business, but they had the courage to send us out. You know, so very early age, sending out to us to the boarding schools. Um, you know, explore, you know, explore the world, you know, and, you know, be on your own and, you know, do something for you. Even though I did not do much, you know, we believe in you kind of thing, you know, so, and that gives us the confidence that, you know, and that helps a lot also. You're right. I, I had similar experience where you mentioned the, the, the early twenties, <laughs> I was not a shining example of, I mean, I was not a good student. Right. And uh, I, I understood the concepts, but I was bored with maybe the 
the setup of the whole situation. So you know, lots, and then a lots of failures as well, of like getting fired or laid off or just n not finding your fit, not realizing maybe you're an entrepreneur. And then, but once that sinks in, you realize, ah, oh, there's something here. And then you could just take off and run with it. Right. I think a lot of time we are our own limitations actually is mm. as people are, they're not having a self-confidence about doing, you know, it's afraid of falling. And, you know, people don't realize that we are tougher than what we think, you know, and we don't give ourselves too much credit. So just having a courage is one of the, I mean, courage is the probably the biggest trait of the entrepreneurs, right? They're willing to take risk and they're willing to sacrifice, you know? And I think they also see that, that once they take baby step, they fall and say, okay, it's not as bad as I thought kind of thing, you know, right. so learning from the experiences, right? Right. I mean, there's falls and then there's falls, right? So yeah, this, Hey, I just skinned my knee. I'm fine. I'm going to be okay. You know, this is a perfect timing, the perfect topic. I wanted to ask you this question. It's a bit of a hypothetical question sure. because you see, I may or may not have a time machine up here in New Hampshire. So let's say you come visit, we get to use this time machine and we go back in time and you get to visit yourself um, those early twenties days. And it could be, you know, before that degree, or maybe just after you got that, uh, that accounting degree, but you get to talk to yourself and give yourself advice and recommendations. What kind of things did you need to hear back then? Yeah. So, you know, I think when I was one of those guys, um, you know, just keep your eyes open. And I wish I had probably taken a risk uh, earlier than, you know, uh, and maybe I was looking for a perfect opportunity. Uh, I think, you know, and, um, and, you know, had I actually done that, I would have owned the blockbuster probably. And, and, you know, but, you know, I, we can't go back in the past and fix anything, but, you know, that's right. one thing is that, you know, just having a self-confidence, have, you know, early confidence. I had it in me. It's just that, you know, I was afraid at that time. And I wish if I had a mentor or somebody to guide me. So I believe in having a coach or mentor. So wish we had, I had a good mentor or coach uh, to who can actually, and this type of podcast didn't exist, right? And, and right. At, at that time, I mean, now, I mean, even our kids, my kids know more about uh, motivation than I ever experienced in, at that age, you know? I mean, we actually have to go on through ourselves, fall many times yeah. and learn. You know, there's so much available right now. And that's the advantage that, you know, our, our current, I mean, the current uh, generation has is there's a lot of information available, a lot of coaching available, a lot of mentoring available. So get early help, right? Yeah. And the second thing is don't try to do everything. Uh, get If you're not a good leader, get a good team. To support you get the right people in place especially if you have a big plans to grow the company you know oh, i love that don't try to do everything get help earlier get a coach work with a group absolutely man that that's that's fantastic do you do you work with a lot of groups now with your work with analytic solutions do you do you see these younger entrepreneurs that maybe were in the same place that you were at Previously. Yeah, and I think that's where we were just talking about my social purpose. So yeah. one is definitely helping the small companies to be successful so they can hire more people. So how do you, I mean, I always say that to people that, you know, you come to earth 
you have to pay the rent. Yeah. And what are you doing besides just taking care of yourself, right? Do something for other people, right? Right. And I think one of the things I grew up in India and I see that there's so much talent. The problem is opportunities, right? And sometimes, you know, it's all because of the how the you know the country's doing, the opportunities you have. You can be a great entrepreneur, but if you don't have the right opportunity around you, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's you know, not much you can do about it. So, one of the things that I like to do is, you know, wake them up, push them a little bit, you know, teach them how to fish, and right. rather than giving them the fish, you know, our goal, my personal dream is to say, how can I, how can I help creating the entrepreneur? So tomorrow they go out and open the companies. They say, oh, this is how analytics did it. And this is, you know, replicable model. And they learn from it. And, you know, they hire a people, they hire, you know, 10 people, 50 people, 100 people. We already have a lot of, uh, you know, cases in our company or where some of our employees have left, they have started their own company and they're pretty successful at it. And I think that's one of our dreams is that how do we, you know, guide them? Because a lot of them, the young kids, you know, and especially in India, you know, a lot of times the kids do what their parents wants them to do. Oh, my neighbor is a doctor, you should be a doctor. And, you know, a lot of time in India, out of respect, people, kids listen. And, you know, they end up doing something they have no interest in. So our job is to say, okay, it's nothing too late. You know, let's find your passion. Let's let's find out what you are interested in. Let's find you the right opportunity. So, you know, mentoring them. And that's what I'm saying, early mentoring and so much talent. And here, there, everywhere, there's so much talent. But the right mentoring is not there many often. Um, you know, we here, I mean, we deal with a lot of, issues at home I mean you know and you know around in schools and you know there's not right help is not available and that's where people get you know sidetracked and then they they screw up their lives but you know so you know amazing yeah getting the mentoring early coaching early in your life I think is important do you do coaching as well do you do the mentoring yeah I coach uh, my I spend more majority of time in with the employees but uh, I do do like a leader. Yeah. Yes. 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 And, (laughs) you know, and uh, you know, but anytime I have an opportunity to uh, you know, with a businessman, I have a lot of friends, families, uh, I help out and, you know, it just, you know, if I, I mean, it doesn't cost me anything. So, you know, that, and I enjoy it too. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And, you know, this is, I feel like I could probably talk to you for hours and hours at a time. There's so much wisdom. You can tell you've experienced it. Like you, you've learned to walk and you did it the hard way, but also the fun way. Um, so where can people connect if they want to reach out to you, either professionally or the social platforms and also uh, how do we get more information about um, analytic solutions too? So I'm a, I am a EO sponsor now. And I'm actually thinking about becoming a member also because I met quite a few uh, people at the EO, pretty impressive, you know, groups of people. So, and I think I can also even see we are always learning. And I'm I no way I'm saying that hey I know everything because times are changing and new things you know. So you know, and EO has a lot of smart people. And you know, even you know, last week we had a meeting, a group meeting, and. 
you know, you always pick up some new ideas and everything else that helps me, you know, grow my business, right? So, um, yes, I mean, I'm part of the, the EO group, but outside the EO group, you know, we website is it's www.analytics.com, A-N-A-L-Y-T-I-X.com. Um, my contact information is there also, but uh, if you, I mean, I can give my email address, it's such sure. Patel, S-A-T-I-S-H dot Patel, P-A-T-E-L at analytics.com. And, you know, happy to help anybody. I mean, regardless, you know, I'm not even talking about using our services, but, uh, you know, happy to share my experience, how, what I went through. And if I can help anybody anyway, you know, I'd be happy to help. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I, I really appreciate you coming on here. Um, man, I mean, so many things we covered today. We talked, we talked about entrepreneurship and leadership and they're both important, but there's different traits and qualities that, that people have to be a good leader versus a successful entrepreneur. And so I just want to thank you so much for coming on here and sharing this with me today. No, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. And I've been listening to your podcast and actually when, you know, those, even though we are self-motivated, Casey, sometimes, you know, you just have to listen to certain other stories outside your story, you know, and see how other people are doing it. And, you know, you learn from it. So I'm, I pick up a few points here and there about, and so I appreciate your hard work also. So you do, you guys are doing a great job. Well, I appreciate that. I, I mean, this is one small way just to share the kind of things that you were both learning in that EO world, right? I mean, there's so many great members and stories to be sharing. And for me, podcasting is a way for me to listen and to learn um, and not always talk. So I really appreciate that feedback too. It, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm learning here for real too. And, and so for those listening, if you've learned something and I know you did, because I literally have two pages of notes over here front and back, then, <laughs> I recommend you share this episode with someone else, especially if you're in EO, share this with someone who's not in EO because perhaps they should join um, and become either member or sponsor. Um, and also, you know, this is a great way to meet our fellow members and our fellow sponsors. So I really, again, thank you so much for being on here. All right, good. Thank you so much All right. again. Have, have All right, everyone. Day. Well, this has been another really cool episode of Leadership in Action. We will see you all next time. Leadership in Action is sponsored by the Boston Chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization. As the world's only peer-to-peer -peer network exclusively for entrepreneurs, EO helps transform the lives of those who transform the world.